0: Back with us on this Tuesday morning, John Morris Show, brought to you in part also by Marineland Boating Center. They're at I-35 and Loop 340 South. On the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Check it out, Marineland Boating Center, making memories since 1983. And back with us and joined by Baylor's acrobatics and tumbling head coach, Felicia Mulkey. And uh, coach, I-, I think, I probably do this every time, but I start by saying how are you and glad to have have you with us but uh you know these days that takes on a little more meaning coach how are you
1: <laughs> hi john i am doing okay um good i i think probably like everybody else just trying to figure out this new norm uh, this temporary new normal we have going on
0: yeah are you uh are you adjusting to are you being able to stay at home are you staying at home for the most part and adjusting to that okay
1: i am i you know i I kind of bought in pretty early and stayed at home. My, um, my husband, uh, I, we don't want to take any chances with his health. I know you know right. a little bit about his uh, history. Right. So we've been, we've been staying at home and um, trying to – I've created a little workspace at home. I'm not a stay-at-home person, so this is new for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. But we're making the most of it and just trying to do our part.
0: Yeah. Well, you tell Jeff, I've missed seeing him at uh, HEB. I've been there uh, a little less frequently myself, but I've missed running <laughs> into him there. So, uh, staying at home is the best thing to do. Uh, and, and sounds like we're all adjusting to that. What are you doing to, uh, to stay in touch with your, uh, your team, your student athletes?
1: Well, it turns out I'm a zoom meeting expert. I didn't ah, know that I was, I am that person that, uh, did not like FaceTime very much prior to all of this. And, um, you know, I think what we realized right out of the gate uh, as this first started happening is it was the face-to-face contact we were missing. So lots of video meetings and um, just making sure that uh, our student athletes are getting what they need and, and, um, you know, that just getting used to that new normal as well. I think the biggest thing for us was uh, just, you don't, you take it for granted, right? But that just right. being, we call it our living room. Mars McLean Gym is our living room. So being in our living room and interacting every day and laughing out loud and really missing that. So um, we're trying to do some um, within, you know, the realm of what we can do per NCAA, Big 12 and whatnot, but just doing some video conference meetings within the classes and uh, team wide and just, you know, trying to figure out a way to, to leave our mark on this year, you know, and that's, I have some meetings this week with the different classes. And I want to talk to them about, you know, what do we, we don't, I don't think anybody wants to be remembered. This team doesn't want to be remembered for the COVID, the COVID-19 team. (laughs) So what can we do as a team, you know, to leave, um, to leave a legacy and and make sure that next year's team and the future programs know what we're about. And um, so we're just kind of discussing all that and just trying to be there for them as much as we can.
0: Yeah, that's a good plan. I mean, that's that's the best you can do right now. Do you try to give them uh, to uh, workouts, workout schedule, uh, nutrition, you know, advice, things like that, or is it more just being there and, and being available when they need you for something?
1: Well, one hundred percent, being there and being available. My entire coaching staff. Our, we call it our village. Our entire village is there for them. You know, our athletic training and, and nutrition, strength conditioning. You know, per NCAA guidelines, right now we can't make them do any workouts. We can provide some things for them that they can do, can't monitor it or and, and um, you know or or hold them accountable for it or whatnot, which I completely understand and totally agree with that thought. You know, that's I totally get that. So I think what the mental piece of it is this: right now we would still be at the height of our training. We would still be. We actually right now. Um, we would have just come off our last meet at the university of Oregon be training for the championship. So I think trying to help them understand that, okay, you know, we're not at the height of training right now. What can we do to prepare for next year? And then give them the tools to do that, even though we can't, you know, and, and those tools look different than, than if they were in, here in front of us, those tools right. are more, uh, rehab and proactive, um, making sure that, that they're going to be in the best shape possible come fall. And that's just a little bit of a paradigm shift for them right now. So, um, they're, you know, we're providing things for them, but just like everybody else in the country, we can't, you know, we can't monitor it. Um, so just kind of um, do it on the honor system
0: yep <laughs> there you go felicia Malke is our guest baylor's acrobatics and tumbling head coach here on espn central texas
2: and coach i know it's been a, a few weeks now I just kind of want to take you back and what was those conversations like when you basically had to sit down with the team and let them know that hey things are being shut down because of well this pandemic is going to be a lot more serious than most people believed at first
1: well that's a really interesting story because i think i was the only spring sport in the nation that was not with my team when this mm. news came out um So basically, for 10 years now that this sport has been going on, we never really get a spring break because we're usually traveling on our spring break um, You know, because we're kind of spread out all over the country and we use that time to not miss as much class. So we usually get a couple of meets out of the way. Well, this year, because we've grown and we have more schools near us, we actually got four or five days of a spring break. I think the athletes were actually going to get five days. So we flew out to South Carolina to Presbyterian College to compete. Um, right at the beginning of our spring break. And the team headed back on Tuesday and kind of dispersed. And we were so excited to be able to give them that five days off, four days off in the middle of the season to really just kind of rest their bodies and, and mentally take a break and then come back and hit it hard. So that was on, we were on the way back on Tuesday, and I think everything kind of came down on Wednesday and Thursday, if I'm not mistaken, days I don't know if it's like this with you guys right now, but I'm having a hard time figuring out what day it is (laughs) each day. Um, But so I didn't get to sit down and tell them. I think that was one of the most heartbreaking things for us. I knew it was coming down the pipe. The last thing I wanted to do was for them to see it on social media. So we have a private Facebook page where they get alerts when things go on. And I actually uh, had to tell my entire team via our private Facebook page that our season was over. And and the seniors subsequently – you know, losing their, their senior year. So it was, it was terrible. And, um, I just wanted to hug them. I right. mean, we're, so, our team is really close and I just wanted to be in front of them and hug them and tell them it was going to be okay. And we were going to get through this. So I had to do that initial, you know, minutes before it hit social media, I had to let them know via Facebook that this was going down. And then we, we followed up when we could with a meeting. Um, and that, I guess that's what you're talking. We, we did have ended up having like a zoom video meeting. Um, at some point after that and it was pretty obvious that there was a state of shock there it's grief for them you know they're grieving the loss of their season and the loss of their friends and their normalcy and everything so we just kind of tried to talk through that and um, you know be there for them so (laughs) it has been for us I, I I watched these videos of everybody doing their last practice and their last huddle break and I'm like man what I wouldn't give for that.
2: Yeah, no no doubt about that. So have you seen them kind of moving forward the, the last few weeks, been able to, you see kind of like the healing process. You mentioned it was a, a grieving process, but have you seen them been able to kind of start to heal and kind of lean on each other a little bit to, to get through this?
1: Absolutely. I mean, they're resilient, and, and this young team showed that this year, and they you know, l- what little bit of competition we got. You know, they were they're resilient, and they are leaning on each other. Um, and they're all in their own place with it. That's how that's how this kind of thing works, right? So everybody is, is – coming around is not the right word, but everybody's finding their way. Right. And I'm hoping that our, our team talks this week um, will help them do that. Um, it was fun to honor our seniors. We did that on social media, and I don't know if you follow us on Instagram, but – the comments under all of those senior posts, the majority of those were our team talking to their seniors, which was really cool. Um, And then, you know, what I've seen the most is um, random text messages. I got a text message from one of our athletes last night. She said, Coach V, I've I've been watching video, and I really want to be in TOS next year. I know I can do it. She's a rising junior. And this is, you know, and I was like, for me, that was a sign. Like uh, yes. I said, you have no idea how much I love this text. <laughs> what can, you know? Let's talk about this. We're going to talk this week. Let's talk about this. And her response to me was something along the lines of, um, "I used to have a lot of fears and and a lot of mental blocks about things, but I I'm so surprised with how much I've overcome since I've been here. I can't wait to get back in the fall." Um, So I I see that hunger coming back for them, and they're finding their way. And the last call that we had, we talked about looking forward and focusing. Let's look forward. Let's get through this. Let's, you know, decide what we're going to leave this year with, and let's get through this. And you can see them. You can see them coming around. I'm excited about the fall because our team is always hungry, but, man, are they going to be hungry when they get back on campus. So it's going to be fun.
0: Boy, isn't that the truth. And that's a great approach looking forward and can't wait, you know, till you get back, uh, get everybody together and, and are competing again. Uh, some people may have the question uh, hey, acrobatics and tumbling, they split their schedule, fall schedule, and then a, a spring schedule. Uh, the NCAA gave spring sports student athletes an additional year, but uh, that, that unfortunately doesn't apply to your team, does it?
1: It actually does. We are oh, it
0: does? Sport. Okay. So okay. um,
1: we are NCAA-wise, we are a spring sport. So we don't have a fall competitive season. We train in the fall, but safety reasons, uh, just because of what everything it takes to get them together and and to a good place to compete. We do not compete in the fall. So our competition season is February the 3rd, 1st through April the 28th. So per NCAA legislation, we are a spring sport. Good, so we were good. offered um, the other year. And we have... We had six seniors this year, six athletes that were finishing up, and three of them are considering um, a, an extra year. And, I mean, I, I love these athletes, so I welcome them all back. <laughs> you know, I, there's no, if they want to come back, I'm totally open to that. It's complex with equivalency sports, right. um, and, and we just have to they, – they have to figure that out. So from my end, there is zero pressure to come back. Um, and then zero pressure to not come back. I, I want it to be something um, that they want to do and that, that works for their family financially. Because um, equivalency sports are, you know, not headcount. So there's not full ride. So sometimes there's some complexity there for that. So, I, you know, I've given them all the information and there's three that are considering. Um, and then we'll see. You know, if they come back, I, I want it to be epic. Um, and if they decide not to come back, I want them to end this year in an epic way. And we just have to figure out how we want to do that. Um, and we, we still control that story.
2: So if they, the majority of them decide to come back, I mean, how, how would that be as far as you kind of navigating the waters with them all on the team at the same time? I mean, is that, does that kind of squeeze a couple people out or, or exactly how does that work?
1: For us, I don't think, you know, I, I think there's a conversation to be had for sure if if uh, these three end up coming back. Um, but I do, I, I think it's a conversation, but I do not foresee it being an issue on our team. We don't have a, that's, you know, dynamic-wise, um, we would not hit a ceiling of student-athletes. So it wouldn't keep okay. anyone from being on the team. Gotcha. You know, we and, and I guess this year the NCAA wouldn't, I think the squad limits are kind of, excused this next year anyway, if I'm not mistaken, but it wouldn't affect us in that way with acrobatics and tumbling. The bigger thought for me is, you know, um, if you have these seniors coming back, let's talk – I will want to talk to the rising juniors and talk about what that looks like for them. And, and I do not foresee it being an issue. Our, the, pro, our, the dynamic and, and the philosophy and, and the culture of our team is usually whatever's best for Baylor University. Like, right. we're all in this together, whatever's best. So I, I foresee that being the same thought process here.
0: Well, it was a fun season. Uh, unfortunately, it just ended too soon. Uh, you know, the big wins that you had at home over Oregon uh, and then Gannon uh, at home also, those were a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I, I guess technically you can't hang another banner in the Farrell Center, even though y'all were number one and clearly number one in the nation. We'll have to wait till next year for that.
1: I know. And you know what? I, I, I try not to have regrets or look back because it's no use in looking back, right? But I... We were so excited for this year, the end of this year, because our trajectory was just going in the right direction. And so many people said, you know, those beginning of the year, Media Day, John, we talked about, you know, um, is this a rebuilding year? We lost so many All-Americans and we lost, you know, some really talented seniors. And this team's trajectory was just straight up and the things, the improvements they made in the meets and just where we were going, you know, in every meet they got a little bit better, the tumbling passes they were getting. It was just so much fun. I was, I was journaling about this team because I want to remember it for as Mm -hmm. long as I coach just watching these freshmen and these sophomores realize like, wow, I got to step up and I have to do something and the things they were accomplishing. So that's the biggest thing for me is, man, I really wanted to see this, the end of this Epic year where these freshmen and sophomores rose to the occasion. We had some great juniors and seniors. Don't get me wrong, but only like 11 total juniors and seniors of 45, 43. Wow. So that was uh, that, you know, that was when I look back at it, I'm like, ah, dang, but there's a reason for all of it, you know? Um, and I think it'll just be whether the seniors come back or not, just an Epic year for them next year and, and less them really hungry. So I, uh, I don't expect anything less from, from these uh, athletes coming back.